Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are we good? One, two, three. Welcome to the show, Yanis. Thank you, Tom. Very good to be here. Um, I get, let's start there, shall we? What is your wildest prediction for the future? It's not a prediction. It is uh, a diagnosis. My name is Tom Goodwin, and this is my wildest prediction. His name shot to fame in 2015 when he was anointed uh, Minister of Finance in Greece at the height of the European debt crisis. This is Yanis Varoufakis, uh, an author, academic, perhaps activist, a politician. And we're here to discuss the, the future of capitalism and how technology is changing the world. Uh, we're going to talk about his latest book, techno-feudalism, the end of capitalism. This book is not about what will happen in the future. It is a highly controversial notion of what has already gone down. So this, I'm not writing about what AI would do to the labor market, uh, what will happen to us with Big Brother and you know surveillance and any of that. It is my estimation, and this is a controversial hypothesis, that capitalism has already ended, which is um, very strange. Yes. I don't remember this it feeling sounds, like something that happened. Yeah. Uh, you see, but the, the, Tom, the, the way I see it is this. Suppose this was 1776, yes. and we were in uh, London, and we were having a discussion about the state of the world. Now, everywhere we looked in 1776, we would see feudalism. We would see feudalism in the House of Lords, in the House of Commons, in government, in every local council around the world, um, on the land. We would see peasants, we would see you know, aristocrats. And yet, we do know that, don't we? Already, feudalism had died and was being gradually but fast being replaced by something called capitalism. The magnificent shift of power from the owners of land to the owners of machinery, of uh, steamships, of electrical grids later on, hmm? and the shift of wealth creation from rent accumulation to profit-making. My view is that we are already experiencing a similar transformation. Wherever we look, we see capital. We see markets. We see capitalists doing extremely well. And yet I think that already we have undergone a transformation to something like feudalism, but a very technologically advanced version of it. Markets have been replaced by platforms. So Amazon.com is not a market. It looks like a market, but it's more like a digital fiefdom, a cloud fiefdom, <laughs> belonging to one man whose accumulation of wealth is based not on profit, but on a form of rent. Every time you buy something on Amazon, 30-40% of the price goes to Mr. Bezos, and not to the maker. And how are you sort of defining assets in this world of techno-feudalism? Like, what is it that they are owning? What is it that they are renting? Is it our data, our attention, a no, relationship? No, all that is part of the story, but it's not the story. The story is that a new form of capital 
began to emerge about 10 years ago. Uh, capital was always a produced means of production. So whether you have Robinson Crusoe's fishing rod, um, a steam engine, or an industrial, a very advanced industrial robot today. It's a produced means of production, something we produced in order to produce other stuff. But this new mutation of capital, which I call cloud capital, mm-hmm. it's what lives in your phone. And Every by time, cloud, you mean it's a sort of ethereal asset? No, you mean no, it's no, a permission? No, I'm talking about the cloud. Okay. So um, take Alexa or Siri yeah. or Google Assistant, right? Okay. Now that sits there either on your phone or on your desk and you order it to do things. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, but that's only, only a tiny part of the story. Yeah. What it is, it's an interface between you and the whole agglomeration of capital goods, including optic fiber cables that are laid on the ocean floors, mm-hmm. huge, gigantic server farms that hum like a factory, like a dark satanic mill, to quote Edmund Burke, huh? yeah. uh, cell towers, this is capital. Yeah. It doesn't live in the cloud. Yeah. But it's what we call the cloud. Yeah. When you upload stuff, you know, photographs on the cloud, right? Uh, or you save stuff on the cloud. So you interface with this thing, which is a kind of capital, but it's not exactly produced means of production because what, what does Amazon's Alexa, what does it do? Mm-hmm. You're training it, essentially, through your commands, uh, it's just speaking in the house. You know, it gets from you data, but data on what? On you, on your preferences. Mm-hmm. So you are training it to learn how to give you good recommendations. So I don't know about you, but when Amazon recommends a book, I always want to read it because <laughs> it knows me. When Spotify uh, gives me a recommendation for music, invariably I like it, mm-hmm. invariably, because it understands me really very well. So I'm training it to train me, to yeah. train it, to train me, to train it, to train me, so that at some point it can actually make a recommendation and then I can say, okay, I want that. So, and the fundamental thing, Tom, here is that this is not like standard advertising mm-hmm. where, you know, you see a poster, it says, you know, buy a Mercedes-Benz, then you go to a Mercedes-Benz dealership and you get one. Mm-hmm. No, Alexa convinces you to buy something, an exercise bike, whatever, a pair of binoculars, eh? and then sells it to you bypassing every marketplace in the world. And you're talking now, about this as is if it's a very fiefdom. That is a market. Yeah. And you see, and most, most income now mm-hmm. that is accumulated is accumulated in the form of rents that Bezos charges mm-hmm. capitalists for access to this digital fiefdom. Mm-hmm. So we're going back to a system where access to the land, only this time it is digital land, it's what I call cloud capital, um, is um, restricted, crucial, outside the marketplace, outside capitalism, and procures a magnificent rent for the new cloud lords. That's a new system. And how are you just sort of defining these new cloud lords? Like, is it a question of the service space that they own? Is it how many customers they have? Like, at, at what point does Walmart become Amazon? At what point does a taxi company become, become Walmart is already Uber. a cloud thief. Okay. Because Walmart, very um, smartly, has developed its own competitor to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, It is using its stores in order to build up its cloud fief. (laughs) And now increasingly the profits, the net returns of Walmart come from the cloud, not from the analog buildings that it still has. 
which it uses in order to lure people effectively into the cloud. And you talk about this in a very sort of sinister way, almost. I mean, your book is quite gloomy. Um, you know, some people would look at this and they would say they have decided to enter in with a relationship with Amazon. They have decided to upload their pictures to Instagram. They have decided to use WhatsApp as a way to talk to I don't to think friends. my book is at all gloomy. <laughs> I, I, try, I, tr- I try to write my book, you know, in but, a very jovial could, way. You, you could argue that people have... I'm um, writing it, as a, by the way, as a letter to my dad. Yes, yes. So I constantly have a little tiff with my dad uh, <laughs> because I try to imagine what he would have said to me and I try to answer to what I imagine he would have said to me. I think my book is a very pleasant read. It, it didn't feel that way to me, but um, I mean, I'm very optimistic about the future and what technology means, and I think um, I think there's something interesting. But that takes an incredible degree of naivety to be optimistic about the future. Um, I doesn't look, it? Okay. There's no empirical evidence to support that anything good will happen. But where we I we have agree a lot of you, evidence that things have got better let me see, every let, year. Oh, until no, now. no, 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 we don't. Everything is getting far, far worse for the majority of the people on this earth, including climate catastrophe. Come on, Tom. But if I'll, you, tell you, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. And let's see if we can yeah. converge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm not optimistic. Okay. I make it a very great distinction between optimism, which yeah. is the poor cousin of hope, and hope. Hope we need to have. I love those technologies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a Luddite. I mind you, Luddites are very misunderstood. I was they say, didn't like completely, yeah, completely misunderstood. Yes. Completely. Yeah. I, I love the Luddites, but well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not yeah. against the machinery. Yeah. Uh, I am absolutely enthusiastic, completely addicted yeah. to all those apps. For instance, I think the world of AI. Yeah. I think AI may very well destroy us, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. The idea that there is AI today designing antibiotics that can kill superbugs that yes. human minds cannot design an antibiotic against. That's brilliant. That's a triumph of, 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 of the human spirit. But not to see that we have in exponential concentrations mm-hmm. of incomes in the hands of people who produce nothing except for the right and the opportunity to extract incomes from others, while the world is going to the rocks uh, in terms of the climate catastrophe, that we need to recognize if we're going to remain hopeful. You're listening to an extract from the new Euronews podcast, My Wildest Prediction, and the conversation only gets more intriguing. To continue listening, visit the My Wildest Prediction feed on your favorite podcast app. If you prefer watching, check our website, euronews.com forward slash business, and then follow the links to My Wildest Prediction. In this podcast, tech and business innovators dare to share the most audacious predictions with innovation expert Tom Goodwin. Dating apps are a thing of the past. Driverless cars are inevitable. Robots will construct our homes, and the era of watching porn is coming to an end. Meanwhile, I'll catch up with you next week in a new episode of Euronews Tech Talks.